0: Namaste. This is Maya Tiwari with an episode of Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth. We've talked about the mother wound in women, the Shakti force, that's the primordial feminine power to preserve life on earth. Now we'd like to explore this profound issue in men. What does the mother womb do to men? How does it manifest itself in our counterparts of the Shiva, our primordial masculine force? Before we go there, let me explore again what the Shakti power in women is all about. Shakti is simply a Sanskrit word that means the primordial feminine force or we can translate it as the divine feminine. It is the bedrock from which all life moves and is manifested and produced and is generated in its intelligence. From the beginning of time, women have paid the price for humanity's thriving with their blood, tears, and guts. As women, we recognize the supreme challenge of wounds that we naturally bear, because the awareness and healing of these wounds is part of the rite of passage of the Shakti force or the divine feminine in not only women, but men, children, everyone. The mother wound is intimately connected to the wound of the goddess and the womb of the goddess through which we women subsist. But when we stray from the principles of nourishment and manifested love, truth, we experience what is called the mother wound. In our culture, we have been experiencing an exaggerated and progressively worsening sense of the mother wound because of our relationship to Mother Earth, or I should say our disrespect and our disparaging of the Great Mother. Due to the deterioration of the Shakti memory, we have been rife with conflicts among ourselves as women. We have created chasms in the sacred relationship between mother and self, mother and earth, mother and progeny or daughter and son. A wound handed down from generation to generation that has scarred the deepest part of the fragility of our feminine wholeness. But the Shakti energy is once again awakening on earth. In this chaotic and difficult, challenging times that we are facing, there is another perceptive, another way to see what is happening on the underground of our existence. Shakti is rocking the earth wide open. And in its miraculous and un- undiluted form, this energy is more than the power to procreate and give birth to children. It is the energy that sustains the entire earth and all of her creatures, and we human being, with the willpower, with the sanctified force of intelligence, need to reclaim that sentiency that awareness, so that we can now empower ourselves in the right way of universal harmony and peace. Harmony for self, peace for all. As a human person, I want to remind you that we are imbued with the immutable force to nourish, nurture, and heal the good earth, ourselves. Our family and our community. When we begin to walk as the emissaries of Mother Earth, whom we are, we become the co creators with her. Let's look at the present condition and begin to reflect on the past and see how far we have gone from the infinite grace of the Goddess. We women tend to carry infinite number of barriers, obstacles, burdens, and yet we survive through the greatest odds. Sometimes we don't. But it feels like we're carrying the mountain on our backs instead of just climbing it. The shakti force within women holds such an enormous accountability, responsibility and dharma, the value of our earth itself within the goddess mother's mind. That when we lose our innate power because we do not recognize it or because it has been denigrated for so long or because it has just simply been put out of use, we are also risking. We are also putting at risk, knowingly and unknowingly, the invisible reach of the Shakti force, the invisible reach in our children, our boys and our girls, the invisible reach into Mother Earth herself, the invisible reach into the embryo. Let me backtrack. Now, and talk a little bit about how the Shakti force becomes manifested in the way that we give birth as women. According to the biology of science, the definition of the mit- mitochondrial DNA is as follows an organelle found in large numbers in most cells in which the biochemical processes of respiration and energy produce occur. It has a double membrane, the inner layer being folded into to form layers, cristae. Well, that's a very lacking definition for the purpose of this broadcast. The truth is that this is the manifested shakti force within the mitochondria DNA. Mitochondria DNA is the feminine force that is slipped into life, that creates life. Well, the creator creates life. The goddess, God's divine forces and energy. But in its manifested state, it takes the mitochondrial DNA to do so. In humans, this DNA is inherited from the mother because an egg cell has many more mitochondria than a sperm cell. Okay, why? Mitochondria are semi-autonomous organelles, that's organelles, depending on the host cell for their existence. The mitochondrion gained its deserved reputation in cell biology due to its role as the cellular powerhouse. In fact, the Shakti, which word science does not know. So getting from there, we are looking at how does that incredible feminine Shakti force, subtle, invisible, then works its way into the thread of manifestation to create life. In this case, with a woman, human life. Well, the egg of the ovum carries an enormous amount of mitochondrial DNA. There are many organs in our body that are more shaktified than shivified, meaning they are more of the DNA of the maternal. These organs, like the heart muscle, the heart, are considered the liver, the spleen, the lung, and the kidneys, are all considered shaktified organs in Ayurveda. In Chinese medicine, they could be looked at as the yin organs, the yang organs belonging more to the masculine inheritance of the incredible spectrum of being bo- being born into life. But still it is the mitochondrial, the mother-chondrial DNA that influences both yin and yang organs. But in this sense, if we are to look at the way that fertilization happens when we are creating our babies. The head of the sperm contains the genetic material for fertilization in a haploid nucleus. This head contains enzymes so that a sperm can penetrate an egg. Those enzymes, by the way, are mitochondrial. Without it, The head has no way to focus its aim to the egg. The middle piece of the sperm is packed with mitochondria to release energy needed to swim and focus and hone its way to the egg, which is the honing, attracting force of the Shakti that pulls in, it sucks in the sperm actually by its force of energy. And the tail of the sperm is also controlled by the mitochondria so that the sperm is able to swim. Swim not just in any heedless direction. Well, if science has its way, it might as well do that. But swim directly to where it is programmed by the universe to swim, and that is into the attractive pulling energetic force of the egg. In humans, the mitochondrial DNA is inherited from the mother because an egg cell has many more mitochondria than a sperm cell. So basically we're talking about the Shakti force, the Shakti force becoming, giving itself, ...to complete blissful, incredible life itself... ...in its creation, in its generation of it, I should say. Because we do not create life. The universe creates it. Our mother universe, father universe creates it. But in this case, it takes the female body to generate that life... Through its mitochondrial DNA. How does this affect the boy being born, the baby boy that grows up to become a man? This is a deep story. It's a deep story because all of our habits and behaviors. A patterned in accord with the mitochondrial DNA, the condition of the mother at birth, the way the mother has brought up her child. Knowingly or unknowingly, most mothers have no clue. There is no education that teaches the maternal force how to bring up her children and how to be a mother that is not just safeguarding the life and welfare of her child, but safeguarding this incredible shaktified force that she is bequeathing her children. We mirror the same disregard that happens in birth, and not that disregard happens in birth, but oftentimes when we're looking at the mother wound in a woman or a man or a child, and we can see it as early as the first few years of a child, that there is a mother wound. We can see it in the way that our civilization has grown. We could see it for the last few centuries, we have lost connection to Mother Earth, and therefore women in particular have lost connection to their shaktified force, and therefore the mitochondrial DNA that they bequeath to new life is also affected. And in that Affect, we are losing the power of and serenity of the Shakti force. We must get it back. And we must start to address the harm that inadvertently has been created because we can look at every problem within a woman and a man today in every culture as part of the mother wound an ancestral story, an ancestral history of being violated or abused or denigrated or disregarded or simply not running in tandem in the cyclical cadence with Mother Earth herself. We are all victims of this incredible condition which I list as the number one condition of the 21st century. And that is the mother wound, and we must heal from it. Typically, a mother wound is a complex set of injury in the child from the psyche of a child received over many years in its upbringing, often as a result of the mother, consciously or not, working and doing the best that she can from her own Wounds, one of the most severe kinds of psychic wounding occurs in the child's relationship then to his or her mother. And the feeling of neglect that their primordial needs as a child is not being met. Women grow up differently in, its, in their expression of the mother wound than men do. This complex internal dynamics associated with the maternal wounding, which psychology today call it the narcissistic maternal wounding, can have multiple effects and extend deeply to the core of, of, a, of a man. Most of our mankind in our current century is suffering from the mother wound as well. And one of the greatest expressions of the mother wound in a functioning male today is in the arena of his sexual energy and powers, which are not displayed in a healthful or meaningful way, that creates long-term relationships with love and family, which has denied him some of the greatest gifts of authenticity and meaning and being a part of the living structure of our sacred world. It is perhaps the most potent grievance of all is the mother wound for a child growing up, and then becoming a man, and then finding all of the rift in the relationship with women, with love, with sex, with intimacy, in fact with the entire feminine gamut, unconsciously for the most part, and often indirectly for their entire lives. There are many men out there who are becoming aware of the mother wound and their relationship to their mothers, and the divisive, underlying, subtle energies from that mother wound that have kept them from growing into the fullness and the splendor of who they are in the Shiva primordial, masculine energy that is here to safeguard and secure and build the bedrock of foundation for life and to forge forward in the battlefields of all that is happening to protect and defend mother nature. But we're not doing that so much. Because the very core of the masculinity... Did you know that muscles, our muscular structure, is also primarily controlled by the mitochondrial DNA? That is so interesting because if we have a mother wound in our own lower body where our sexuality lives and in the upper body where our heart lives it will also affect the muscles in our body. And I say that that's probably one of the greatest reasons we try to overcompensate our masculinity by being so muscular in most of the sports and exercises and spa routine that we have been experiencing. Part of that drive is not just for the adrenaline and the stamina, But it is to try and heal in an inadvertent way the mother wound in our muscles. But there is a kinder way to heal that wound. First, we must know that we are wounded, not deliberately by our mothers. They were wounded too, and their mothers before them, and their mothers before them. And we could also be wounded by our father, but I'm not talking about the father wound at this time. I'm simply talking about the more overriding, the, pre- the pre- prevalent, the most powerful of all wounds, the wound of wounds, and that is the mother wound, the wound that we receive when we are growing up. Now, sexuality has different meaning in different cultures, the various moors set certain norms of generally accepted and established practices in our society. So, so much of the freedom of sexuality is also abated by many of the Moors of our cultures. However, when we are ill at ease with our own sexuality, when it becomes aberrated, and I'm not going to give examples of that, But when it becomes aberrated, when it becomes excessive, when it becomes driven, when it becomes forceful, when it becomes abusive, when it becomes violated, when it becomes violating, then we are looking definitely at the mother wound. This is one of the most blatant symptoms of the mother wound. The other is narcissistic control that comes with it, because... Men are not born in the primordial Shiva energies as narcissists. That is not the way that the nature functions. It is the way of of a vitiation, of an impairment. And that narcissism is part of the story of the mother wound in men as well. So in my next episode... And I promise that I will do this consecutively in the next episode. We'll talk about ways in which men can begin to address and heal the mother wound. It's, it's very important. In order for us to heal Mother Earth, we must work together as men and women, as the Shakti and Shiva force that is so yearning. It is absolutely grieving to be held in this incredible dance of Shiva and Shakti. And the dance has been a miss. The dance has so many missteps. The dance has been such a cacophony of awkward steps that in order for us to dance together again, we must heal these wounds in women, the mother wound, and men, the mother wound. And so that we can dance within ourselves and then dance with Mother Nature. Because when we dance within ourselves, within the Shakti and Shiva energies of ourselves, we are instantly dancing with Mother Nature as well. And when we can do that, we can dance with each other as men and women again in a way that is wholesome, regenerative, revitalizing. And in the complete splendor of what that union can perform. But we are so far from that. We are so abridged today. It has become so deficient in in its energetic force. And so aberrated in other ways that we need to gather ourselves again. And understand we must all heal the mother wound. Thank you. Peace be your journey. Have a blessed day.